Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon. Time is non-linear here, especially in the cyber world, where you could be watching this at any given time. <laughs> I'm just hopping on real quick to let you know that today's interview is going to be a little bit on the heavy side, and if you have any kind of sensitivity around sexual abuse or anything of that nature, I would suggest maybe skipping today's episode or skipping around. There's definitely some really beautiful moments that we share um, before and after this, uh, the part where things can be very heavy, but I'll um, leave that in your decision, your decision realm. And uh, thank you so much for supporting me. Thank you so much for being a part of this community that is slowly growing and I am grateful for every single view, every single subscribe, every single um, comment and like and uh, thank you so much again. All I have is gratitude and without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay. Alright, so Myra, you are a good friend. We met through work actually. Yeah, I was work. I was your manager. You was my manager. I totally <laughs> forgot about that dynamic. Yeah, yeah, it was sweet. It was like, for some reason, it didn't feel, like there was definitely still that sense of like authority, like I need to learn from you kind of thing. Yeah. But I never really felt like, oh, it's my manager, like I need to like. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think too, like we were each other's catalyst for a spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Yeah, and uh something that like really like I think back on mm-hmm. uh I was just reflecting on this the other day whenever um <laughs> you're like I wiped the I wiped the chair yeah and I was all I was all yeah I see you <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that oh <laughs> uh, yeah I wiped the chairs <laughs> that was awesome that was um fun. but you're like such a heavenly little you're like an ethereal <laughs> you're like angelic you have this angelic being and like that was something that um you and I were able to, like, we tapped into that right away. Yeah. I was like, you're on a path. Uh-huh. You're a healer. Yeah. Instantly, I could tell, like, within just a couple of conversations, even, do you remember when we were all sitting down at the interview table? Uh, yeah. And the whole time I was talking, I was talking to her, like, her body language was very much not towards me, like, very much, like, looking around, not very focused. And then every time, like, out of the corner of my eye, I would look over to you, and I'm like, oh, that's the one who's doing the interview. Like, that's the one who's paying attention. Yeah, I was was connecting to your energy. For sure. That was, um, that was, like, a whole chapter in our lives. I feel like we've, I feel like that's so long ago. I know. I mean, I've only been in Santa Fe for, like, maybe, like, it's getting close to a year now, but not full year. It would be a year in September. In September? Oh, wow, so you're still... You're just a Santa babe. So new. <laughs> um, I yeah, think but... that we've done a good job of like welcoming you. Hopefully, I feel like I feel like maybe at first you were unsure. I was very much unsure. I didn't know like if Santa Fe was right for me. I also was in a very much a state of like everything was very turbulent in my life, like mm. friendships, relationships, family stuff, like everything. My relationship with myself, um, everything was like really uprooted in September and then I moved because um well because my mom has been here for maybe a year or so and I was living by myself in Colorado um then I like went on the the vacation oh yeah yeah Yeah, I haven't really gotten to like drop in about that how was that so um it's a little intense 
I'm just going to warn that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sweet. Um, basically what happened, um, me and my friend um, from senior year, she and I decided to take a trip to go to Spain. And mm. so we had that planned out for like a year. We were saving up a bunch of money, like super, super excited about this trip to Spain together. And then, um, you know, I like... Uh, this is another thing that's helped me realize like I really need to listen to my intuition the second it says something mm. because it's always right and mm. like it's it's like it's sickening <laughs> almost mm. <laughs> where it's like I was sitting in the airport and I was so excited I was just so excited um, and then I could kind of sense like this like because we were we were initially flying over there with my parents but the whole trip wasn't going to be with my parents and there's this weird dynamic kind of thing where my mom was trying to make it into like our mother-daughter like senior trip but it was my trip that I planned with my friend and then they decided they wanted to tag along with after Um. yeah um so I was like already forming this weird kind of like energy around that but I was just I remember sitting there just being so excited and we're about to get on the plane. They're about to, like, call our boarding, like, boarding group B or something. And I'm sitting there. And I just get this little ping. And it's like, don't go. Whoa. Don't get on the plane. Whoa. Like, don't do it. Don't get on that plane. And I was like, that's ridiculous, brain. Like, you're just nervous. Yeah, you're just brain. nervous, excited. Silly, Silly brain. brain. Like, <laughs> no, but it was, like, echoing. Like, in my head, it was like, it was like, don't get on the plane. And I, like, was about to get on the plane. And it was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Turn around right now. Like, leave. <laughs> um, but I was like, silly brain. I spent like two thousand dollars on this plane ticket. I'm getting on the plane. <laughs> okay, hello. Yeah, funny, but no. Um, so I get on the plane. Um, and mind you, this trip was supposed to be for maybe like two or three weeks. It ended up being like five, seven days. Um, but basically, a little bit of backstory on that too, like preface this trip. I'm gonna tell stories very much like back and forth. I, I love that. Yeah. Non-linear. No, I can't do that. It's not real. Yeah. Linear time is an illusion. What is it? Yeah, for yeah. real. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, but basically, I like that senior year because I was living by myself. I kind of like got into a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have gotten into, and now I'm in a very good place where I'm not mm. doing any of that stuff anymore, mm. and it's great. But. I, like, had filled my life with a lot of people and a lot of things and activities that um, were very much, like, drug-oriented. Mm. Which, like, we- like whatever way you want to take that, like, it's, like, anything can be interpreted as a drug if it's misused, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was kind of, like, my lifestyle for a minute there. Um, and then, like, a week before I, like, had stopped drinking... I had stopped taking my medication and I was like going through like what I would call like one of the most peaceful periods of my whole life. Wow. That one week before I left on that trip, I was like, like everything was like waking up in my brain. Like everything that I had like broken (laughs) for the last year was like starting to come back Mm. and I was starting to like spend less time on my phone. I was eating good, which has never been something that I've been able to do before. Um, I was drinking a lot of water. I was like, I was staying up a lot at night and sleeping during the day a lot. And it was just kind of a lot of like realization, like, um, breaking a lot of habits of like people pleasing and like feeling like this, like obligation to people, um, which if you get into people pleasing is actually just a form of manipulation. 
It is. Oh my God, you called it out. Yeah. I love you. It's so true though. Like people pleasing, like that's one of the main things that made me stop doing it is being like, because before I was like, yeah, of course I'll do that for you. Of course I'll do that for you. And like, of course I'm still like very loving, very sharing. Like I'm still going to like accommodate for people in my life, but it's the going out of your way to change yourself or to minimize yourself to people who you aren't close to or to strangers or people that you only know a little bit that is like you're literally molding yourself into the version of yourself that you know they won't like mm. that's manipulation wow. that's like you're that like is. what you see is not what you get oh my gosh it's and and like once i realized that i was like oh this is like because then you start bringing people into your life because like they like you but they just like the reflection of themselves mm. they just like that reflection of themselves because that's what you see that like it's it's really messed up it's like it's that fear of like that rejection it's that fear of like oh they're gonna get rid of me if they don't like me so i better like please them mm. and then you completely get rid of your sense of self yeah. you completely abandon that like i saw this one thing too like a couple of days ago where it's like um, like I had abandonment issues for a very long time. Still do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Still do. <laughs> that doesn't go away. Yeah. <laughs> that was like formed into my four-year-old brain. Yeah, but... yeah, I have a hard time saying bye to the cats. <laughs> yeah, <for real. laughs> Literally, I'm like, bye, baby. Bye, bye. And, like close the door slowly. Like, it's going to be okay. It's fine. <laughs> Tell me you love me. <laughs> you know, you can't say it, but you can yell. <laughs> um, but it was like, in that, in that state of abandonment, whether it's a parent or, like, if a sibling dies or something close to you, like, has that, that cord is, like, separated. Mm. Um, it's, like, the, that person abandons you, and then the second abandonment is yourself. That abandonment of yourself. Ooh. For fear of that happening again. Mm. So you do all of this stuff to, like, prevent these things from happening. And really what you're doing is just, you just abandon yourself. Mm. you've seen this event and now that event has just like formed because like psychologically as a child that will form your whole worldview oh yeah and that's just you like your like next like 25 years until your frontal lobe is formed is like you trying to figure out how to get yourself out of that again yeah and then hopefully it's not freezing over exactly like, some sort of <laughs> it's like you're chiseling ice to get back to that part of yourself that you're like it's like if you like throw water on a problem and then the water freezes and yeah. then you're like it's okay i'll dig it out later and then every time you something happens or you say i'll dig it out later you're just pouring more water on the ice and yeah. it's just like freezing more and just oh like then it's just like you know like the avatar when he's like in that big ball of ice yeah it's yeah, like that yeah. where you're just like in the center and it's like boom good luck <laughs> figure it out i don't yeah. know for real um but anyways i'm saying i get on the plane and we're on our way to Spain and we're like, um, we like haven't hung out very much because of like work and stuff. Cause we're both like busting ass so that we can get to do this trip. Um, and so we're hanging out and, um, you know, like we basically we get there and immediately I start seeing signs of like, oh no, like immediately. We get off the plane, and my mom and I start fighting about something. So I'm like, why are we fighting? Like, I don't understand. I, and, 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 like, bottom line is, like, she is telling me that I'm acting weird. And she's telling me that, like, um, she, like, I, I don't really actually remember how that, how 
that situation went very well, but bottom line, we were started like arguing about something yeah. very little mom, yeah. mom thing. Um, and then we're walking out of the airport and we get onto the train that's about to take us to downtown Barcelona. And, um, my friend is like, she like her bag. So, okay. In Europe, you have to be very careful where your stuff is. You need to be very aware. So we have all of our stuff in like backpacking backpacks. Cause we're going to like go all the way around. And she just like takes her backpack, throws it on the ground in the subway. And I'm like. And then she just, and then she, like, just kind of, like, looks away from it for a minute. And I'm, like, that's fine. Not my problem. Like, it's okay. Like, I feel like if I were to suggest something, that would be, like, I don't want to mom her. Like, this is our, like, independent trip. I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to mom her. That's my job, to not mom her. Right. usually I'm the friend who's, like, make sure you drink water and, like, all that yeah. stuff. Um, and we get off the subway and my like, that argument that started with my mom is, like, still happening for some reason, and she just ends up, um, she was like, you know what, I was gonna walk you to the hotel, but, like, I need a break, and so her and my stepdad just walk away from us in this subway stop, and they, like, they're gone, so at this point, it's just me and my friend, which is, like, fine, like, we can navigate, it's okay, we have our phones, but we don't have our phones, because, (sighs) we get off the subway and my mom leaves and then my friend's like where's my phone and I was like yeah I don't know <laughs> um she starts digging through a bag like in the middle of the station and like everybody is like in Europe people stare oh yeah like if you don't stare. have it together yeah. if they don't have if you don't have it together like they know and then if they know everyone knows yeah and so it's, like, it's that vibe where it's, like, she's, like, trying to get her stuff together, and I'm just, like, really anxious, and I'm, like, this is, like, not a good start. Like, this oh. is a bad start. And um, we're, like, it's okay. She was in charge of all, like, the reservations for stuff and whatever, so we're, like, trying to log into the Airbnb app on my phone, and then she's, like, freaking out because she doesn't have a phone, and, like, she doesn't speak Spanish, and at this point, my span like, my Spanish is good now, but yeah. at that point, my Spanish was, like, very minimal. Yeah, rough. Like, American Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, basically, like, we figure it all out, we get back to the hotel, whatever, la, 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 la. Um, and then we're, like, we're out, we, like, go to, like, try to buy her another phone and all this stuff, and, um... I notice, like, as we're walking around, like, it's kind of, like, forming this dynamic of, like, I know where I'm going because, like, I know what we need to do. Like, we need to get food for the house. We need to do this. We need to do that. Whatever. whatever. And then it's, like, this kind of thing where, like, I feel like I'm dragging her along with me because she isn't being proactive. She's not, like, oh, I'm hungry, but, like, I can tell she's hungry. And so I'm, like, hey, are you hungry? And she's, like, no, it's fine. I'm, like, is it fine? Or, like, are you hungry? Like, that's not the answer to the question. Yeah, like, what the and so it's just, like, it's turning to this dynamic where I'm, like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm going to have to, like, because I'm, like, I'm the kind of person, like, I will ask you one time, and if you do not tell me the truth or you do not tell me anything, in any information after, I'm not going to keep begging. Like, if I say, are you okay? And you say, yeah, I'm fine. Great. I'm, like, great. Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. Like, yeah. it's not my job to read your body language. Yeah. It's your job to tell me if you need something from me. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyways. Because, like, I can. I can tell. Right. I can tell. But it's, like, whatever. Whatever. Anyways. So, we get, we, all, all that goes down. We get back to the hotel, and it's all worked out, and it's fine. And it seems to be, like, relaxing a little bit. Mind you, this is the first day. And then 
we're sitting there hanging out talking about what we're going to do for the rest of the night. And um, I'm like, I haven't drinking in a while. So I'm like, do you care if like, um, like if you drink a little bit and then like if I drink a little bit more than a little bit and then like you can kind of like help guide us. And she's like, yeah, that's totally fine. She was like, you just, like, helped us, like, through this day. Like, yeah, I can, like, be in charge of the night, whatever. So we, like, have this agreement where she's not going to get too drunk, so we'll be able to get back to the house. And um, um, after that, I, like, end up, um, like, this is, this is the part where, like, starts to get a little bit blurry for me, but I can still remember. But at this point, we, like, I, like, call my boyfriend, let him know that we're going to go out and, like, that I'll, like, see him later, hang up. We walk out of the house, and then we're, like, um, walking down to, like, the beach or something. We're in the water. Um, I'm feeling, like, tipsy at this point, and she says she's, like, fine. She's, like, a two. That's what she says. And we're, like, down in the water, come back up to the shore, and these two men approach us. And... This is the part where I, like, start, like, getting that, like, uh, like, yeah. that gross feeling. Um, but again, I'm, like, maybe I'm just drunk and anxious. You know what I mean? And so, it's, like, an older guy and then a younger man, which is another red flag. Mm-hmm. Red flag number one. We're yeah. gonna count the red flags, okay? It's yeah. fun. Like, Dora. Anyways. Um, one older guy, one younger guy. Younger guy starts talking to me. He's, like, hey, do you guys want to go out for drinks? And I'm, like... Even my drunk ass is like, I'm not going to get in the car with you. <laughs> like, you're going to have to walk us there. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I can walk you there, whatever. Uh, and then I turned to Evan. I was like, do you think that's a good idea? Like, you think it's okay? Um, and she's like, she like takes a minute and she's like, yeah, I think it's fine. Like, as long as we just don't get in their car. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, if she thinks it's okay and she's a two, like, we got it. It's fine. Yeah, that's like a 12. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so we start, like, walking, and, um, I'm, like, speaking, and in Barcelona, they speak Catalan, they don't speak Spanish. So different. And so, red flag number two, I'm speaking Spanish to this man, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, like, just, like, going along with it. Oh, shoot. Yeah. And then he, like, does responses to me, um, like, he responds to me, um, in Spanish, but, like, there's a couple words that I miss because it's Catalan. Right. But I'm like, that's another kind of like iffy thing. Like he's pretending to like go along with the fact that he speaks Spanish, even though he doesn't. Um. Anyways, and so we're walking, and then we've been walking. I again, time perception not there. But he's like, "Do you want something else to drink?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> and so he like goes into a store, and he's like, "What do you want?" And I was like, "Wine. I want wine for some reason." And so he gets a bottle of wine. Um. The guy in the shop. The guy in the shop opens the bottle because he like has a bottle opener in the shop and then hands it to the guy and then he like and then like I start walking out of the store because I'm like this feels illegal like I'm allowed to buy alcohol here and I was like I'm not kind of like this is weird um but like he's like there for like a split second turns around gives me the bottle and then I start drinking it and so at this point I think that I was drugged my family thinks oh wait can you bleep out names Oh yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, bleep out yeah. names. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want that to be a thing. Yeah. Um, but my family thinks like, oh, you just got too drunk. That like that's still their story. I I was drugged. I know what it feels like to yeah, be drugged. Yeah. yeah. I got drugged. Um, and so at this point, like, I still have a little bit of memory. We're sitting on a bench. She like needs to pee for some reason, and so she starts peeing in the street. 
red flag number three. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, the guy is, like, just, like, watching her, like, pee in the street. And I'm like, this is, like, this is weird. Like, what is going on? Right. Um, and then I'm like, hey, like, should we start, like, because for a minute, like, we've been walking for a minute now, haven't gotten to a bar. And so we're like, I still don't really know what's going on. And my phone is about to die. And you don't have a phone. This is mm. our, this is the communal phone. And so I'm like, what are we going to do? Like, I don't think I can get us back to the house right now. Can you? <laughs> and she was like, maybe we can ask them if they have a charger. And so I'm, I like go up to the guy and I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not, you're not allowed to close the door of your car. Like, don't turn the car on, but can I charge my phone in your car? And they were like, yeah, that's fine. And so we're like, I'm charging my phone in the car. And then at this point, like, um, the younger guy gets in the back seat with me as I'm charging my phone. And then... I don't remember my friend being in the car, but I maybe it's like, it's like fuzzy now. Older guy is not there. And so at this point, like the other guy is like trying to make moves on me. And I'm like, no, like I have a boyfriend in the United States. Like I'm okay. Like, no thanks. Um, and I just like remember him kissing me and me being like, no, like no stop. Um, and then at this point, like he starts like moving closer to me and then I black out. Oh shoot. Yeah. So I have a blackout there, like, blackout, gone. And then I come to, and we're, like, walking in the street still. Me, my friend, the guy, and then the older guy. And we're walking on the street, and we start, like, closing in on this place that has, like, um, like, it's, like, lights going. Like, it, so it's, like, it's either, like, a brothel or it's, like, a club. And so we're, like, closing yeah, in. On, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally. Um, especially in Europe. Um, and we're, like, closing in there, and then my friend, like, tugs on me, and she's, like, Myra, like, this is a bad idea, we need to go home now, like, I remember how intense it was, she was, like, we need to leave now, and at this point, can't speak English, I'm only speaking in, like, the minimal broken Spanish that I know, slurring my words, like, barely comprehensible, like, leaning on this guy for support, and, and, and then, like, I, like, try telling her, like, like, um, like, no, it's fine. Like, it's it's fine. Like, we're fine. Like, this is going to be okay. And she just, like, I just remember her, like, grabbing me by the shoulders and being like, fine, I don't need you then, and pushing me. And so she walks away into the street. And then I'm left alone with those two men. And at this point, it's like, I, like, I remember, it could have gone to, like, one of two. No, no, okay, I didn't go into the club, I don't think. What I think happened is, like, at this point, something, like, that abandonment that we were just talking about flipped a switch in my brain, and I just start breaking down crying. Just, like, ballistic. Oh, because your friend left. Yeah, like, freaking out. Like, where did she go? Oh, my God. I'm, like, freaking out. And the guy's like, I don't want to deal with this. This is going to get me caught. Like, this is not a good look for me. And so he just walks away from me. So at this point, I'm alone in the streets of Barcelona at like 2 a.m. Just like, where did my friend go? Like freaking out. And then I remember like, again, like blackout. Like I don't really remember. And then I wake, come back to again and then like I've like walked a little bit. And this other guy comes up to me and I'm wearing like a, I'm wearing, oh my God, this is so ironic too. I haven't told you this either, but I have, you know, those like, those like Christ, like the saint necklaces that you can get from the St. Basque something church, that one. So I like I have one and it's um oh my gosh, what is her name? 
It's Saint Daphina, Daphnia. Yeah, okay. But it's like the story where like she gets raped by her father. Oh my gosh. And yeah. it, but then it's like she's like a protector of like those with like mental and nervous disorders. Oh my god. And so I'm wearing that. No. Wearing that. And this man comes up to me, holds it up, and he's like, Oh my god, like you're safe. You're okay. Like you're safe with me. And then he just like starts like petting my hair and he's like, You're gonna be fine, like it's gonna be okay. And then like he starts kissing me. Oh. Which is like a test to see if you're drugged. To like oh. if they'll like Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> and then I start crying more. And so he's like, okay, fine, fine, we're good. And he's like, do you know where your parents are? Do you know where anyone is? And I was like, no, I don't know. My phone is charged at this point, but like the thought doesn't even occur to me to use it. Dang. Yeah. And so he's like, it's okay, I got you. Like, I'll take you somewhere safe. We can't be out here this late. They're going to find you. Mm. Um, and I'm like, who's they? You're one of them. <laughs> yeah. And so we get back to this hotel lobby. We're sitting in, in his hotel lobby. I'm like crying ballistically. He's sitting like, in another chair, I'm sitting in this chair, and the man in the hotel, like, lobby, is, like, you can't stay here, she can't go up to that room with you, God bless that man, like, if he would have let me up there, then, like, you know, who knows, exactly, and so, at this point, like, this man is, like, no, like, you need to figure something out, and then, I'm, like, I don't know, and, like, I try going to use my phone, and I just see, like, this, and my phone is just, like, my hand is just, like, like I can't I literally cannot like I can't even like find the butt like it's bad that's not drunk like that's like drugged yeah (laughs) literally and so then these two girls angels angels convinced angels two girls walk by at the like perfect moment where I'm about to start like passing out like sleeping and they walk in and they're like what's going on like these girls are like on it and the guy is just sitting there. He hasn't said a word this whole time, just sitting there in silence, which is like red flag number, I don't know, 15, whatever. Yeah, I think around like 40. <laughs> and the guy at the desk is like explaining what's going on. And the two girls are like, they come up to me and they're like, call your mom. Like, your mom's here in the city. Call her. And I was like, I can't. I don't know how. Like, or she's like, I was like she's going to be mad at me or something. And then they, they, they take, they're like, open your phone. I open my phone and then they call her. Mm. And... So my mom like runs down the street, they come pick me up, they're like screaming at me, they like pull me out of there, and then they're like walking, and they're like, where'd your friend go, why did you leave her, like, I can't believe you got this fucked up, like, you're so stupid, and all this stuff, and then I like, I pass out, because I'm like exerting myself from like trying to walk and keep up with them, I wake up again, and my stepdad is like carrying me on his shoulders, Mm. back to their Airbnb, I eat something, I fall asleep, whatever, we wake up, don't know where she is still. It's been almost 12 hours at no. this point. Can't find her. No phone. Can't find her. Um, and we finally, like, get a call from a police station. And it's her. And they, like, we find her. And um, it turns out that, like, she was raped and assaulted by, like, five men in the street. And so it's like, I don't remember what happened to me. She remembers what happened to her. And so then it's like, My parents are like, okay, like, what do we do? We try to continue the vacation, like, out of the city on, like, the coast of Spain, like, just the four of us. But it's, like, this weird, like, dynamic where, like, I don't trust her, she doesn't trust me, and it's, like, I start going to psychosis at this point. Like, I'm slipping hard. Like, I see eyes everywhere. I think that the mirror is a two-way mirror in the hotel and that someone's watching me. I hear knocking at the door. I, like at night hear people whistling in the street at me like I'm convinced that they're gonna like they're tracking my phone so that they can come like like traffic me and stuff like I'm bad like bad um and 
it ends up initially just being like I can't sleep I can't eat I'm like gonna like go and like even worse and then I'm like I just like I need to go home like I can't do it here I'm convinced people are trying to kidnap me I need to leave Mm -hmm. and so my parents like have to use their whole savings account to fly us all back and it's like yeah and so we go back after like maybe five days and so at that point I'm like even more going through it of being like, I like feel like my family doesn't love me. I just lost my best friend. Like she still hasn't talked to me since then. To this day. To this day, nothing. Wow. Um, and like my boyfriend thinks that I like cheated on him, and so he breaks up with me. Like we break up, and so I'm like, I have nothing. I have no one, and I can't remember what happened. Like I have no idea. Like I have that, but that's it. Um. And so, like, we decide it's best for me to be closer to my family. And then that's why I moved out here. And so, like, when I was at Apothecary, that was, like, the first job that I've had since... It was the first job I had had since Spain. And so that's why, like, I was crying all the time sometimes or, like, I, like, was seemed really out of it at times. Like, um... Yeah. Like, I was... Yeah. You were processing. I was processing. Hardcore processing. Um, and I still am processing, but it's a lot easier now. It's like starting to, well, a lot of work has been done. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was why it was so, (laughs) wow. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking back on all those times that we had together and there were some really intense dynamics that happened there. I, I appreciate that I was there to walk you home sometimes, you know, me too. And, and I'm sure that that You don't understand how much, no, like how much that meant to me mm-hmm. and to my family. Like mm-hmm. when I told my mom about that, she was like, see, and I didn't even know about this. No. I just knew that it was like Spain, not it. Mm-hmm. Spain, <laughs> yeah. not it. Yeah, just, that was all I knew. Really. I didn't know yeah. why, how, when, where. Oh my yeah. gosh. My rap. Yeah. You are so <laughs> strong. Yeah. And I don't like that we say that to people because, like, you shouldn't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember, like, my parents, they thought that nothing happened to me because I was sitting there, like, at breakfast the next day and she was, like, sobbing, obviously not okay. And I was just sitting there, like, like. Well, those are the two different responses to trauma. Yeah, it was like, I got nothing. And they were like, you're being unempathetic. You're acting like a psychopath. Like, can't you see she's in pain? Like, why aren't you like, are you, like, why aren't you comforting your friend? Like, yeah. you're being a bad friend. What are you and I was do? like, I'm like, I'm like, I still don't know what's going on here, guys. Like, <laughs> I'm still, I'm hungover. I'm probably still drugged a little bit. And I'm just like trying to eat my like tapas and like toast yeah. and stuff. I'm, in like, psychosis. Literally in psychosis, like slipping. I'm like, like, I'm like, did the waiter just like, I'm like, Literally everybody, everyone's a suspect. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I just and want to breathe through that for a second. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> wow. What were you going to say after that? I feel like I cut you off on accident. <laughs> we're blowing bubbles for those that are listening. <laughs> Deep breaths. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But I remember, like, it, yeah, it was weird. It was, like, it went from, like, I, I felt I felt a lot of the time that it was, like, while I was going through psychosis that I was also, like, awakening spiritually to a lot of stuff at the same time. Yeah. And so it was this weird dynamic where it was, like, am I going insane or am I being enlightened or is it, like, both? Yeah. And I was, like, this is, 
like, yeah. What What was kind of like? Okay, so you're able to have you understand this duality at this yeah. point. I feel like you understand there's a little bit of duality going on for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what was what were the um, spiritual enlightenment like? Where What were these moments of mm-hmm. like, oh, that is love, yeah. or? I was, like, there was a lot of time where I was, like, I would be really quiet, um, where usually I've been very, like, outwardly bubbly, and I, like, there was a lot of that trip where I was just, like, very quiet, and I didn't really talk about anything to anybody. I was very, like, stoic, Mm. um, which they were, like, they said was very out of character for me, which, as, like, at times, like, I still do that. I still Mm. stoicize, whatever that word is, but... Um, but I remember like having this thought of like, um, and I said this one to my stepdad and I think he misinterpreted what I was trying to say and then like added it to the narrative of like, oh, she's going crazy. Um, but I was like, um, I was like, I started talking about like God and Jesus a lot. And I was like saying how like Jesus is a shepherd. And I was talking about how, like, it's okay to shepherd people. And he was like, well, what do you mean by that? Like, he was like, that sounds really, like, manipulative and crazy. And I was like, no, hear me out. I'm like, what I was trying to say by that is, like, if you, if you see, if you see, like, a glimpse of, like, the people around you and you're the kind of person to just, like, sit there, like, in the dumpster fire and watch the dumpster fire, like, with nothing, like, it makes you calm to be in the dumpster fire. And you're just, like, watching you begin to notice like all the different ways that people interact and the ways that people like react to when something crazy happens. And like, I just remember this whole time, like having this very much, it was like, I, it was like, I mentally processed it like so fast that they were so confused. Cause there was a lot of it where I was like, I know it's going to be okay. Mm. I'm just grateful that she's here. And so I'm not like, I'm like, I'm just happy she's alive. Like, I'm happy yeah. she's here. Um, and, like, I, like, I had spent so much time, like, by myself in my hotel room while they were looking for her that I think something clicked in me and I realized, like, no matter what, like, even if this, like, is a crazy thing, it was like, I know that I'm taken care of. Like, I was saved. Yeah. And I was like, I, like, I'm not dead. I'm still here. I'm alive. And I was like, I just had this faith. I was like, I know she's going to be okay. Like, I wasn't even worried. I wasn't even, like, scared. Yeah. I was like, I know she's fine. And maybe that's, like, in in denial kind of thing, but I just knew. I was like, she's fine. Yeah, it's a deeper inner. Yeah. And um, they just, like, didn't know how to process that of, like, me being like, I know that it's going to be okay. And I know that I'm taken care of. And I know that this will pass. And I know that we'll all heal. So I'm not freaking out. I'm not reacting because that's going to be a waste of my energy. Yeah. And. And I need all my energy here. Yeah. Right I'm now. like, I need all my energy here right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And so like a lot of me moving to Santa Fe has been a lot of healing. Um, and I feel that like, um, it like. I, I lost all of my friends. I lost all of my past, like, everything. Um, and it made me, like, spend time by myself. And, like, 
I like immediately started like noticing like my patterns and my cycles of like I don't know how to deal with this so I like immediately got into a relationship and mm. I was like that's gonna help me like distract myself so I don't have to be alone and I don't have to process this um but then I ended up having to process it and then having another person there who was like watching me process and then it was like made it worse you know yeah um but yeah wow so <laughs> it seems like um Santa Fe not only has it been healing grounds for you but it's also allowed you space to integrate your relationship with yourself because mm -hmm. it's like before this event or wh however you look at it it was like you were and then how old are you 19 so yeah you're still like like stepping into your own you know i mean according to science you're already much more developed than i am <laughs> which wait how because of women are mm. yeah women are done like cerebrally by like 18 something ridiculous like that whereas men it takes till 25 well i mean i'm i mean i don't know about that even 25 it's like i don't know no, think about like all the dumb things okay no but <laughs> this is why women live longer than yeah, men statistically it's, it's so true yes yeah. um but what i'm getting at too with that is like you have been able to be like exist as you are yeah and, like, that's not easy for a lot of people at all. No. I definitely, like, I lost myself completely. Yeah. And I do want to say, too, like, being an apothecary helped me to find myself again. Mm. Um, amidst all of the other, like, stuff that was going on there. But, um, yeah, I, like... Um, you you specifically helped me to like find the magic in everyday stuff again mm. versus like i like when i started seeing that was treated like a crazy person i was like I'm trying to like i'm trying to think of the sentence but i can't but it's just like um i like started to Well, I know that at Apothecary, it was like a very in your body kind yeah. of thing. It really had, you had to like pull yourself down to your yeah. lower three chakras if you look at it that way or however. Sure. You'd have to be grounded inside of your body. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember like giving you some of my skills for doing that because um, being, well, with my archetype, it's all about like creating. Yeah, recognizing the spirituality inside of the mundane things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really, it helped me a lot to kind of, like, jumpstart that, like, ability to, like, see the good stuff again. Um, yeah. What is something about your practice now that you, like, integrate into your everyday um, is, is it, is it some sort of meditation? Is it like, how, what allows you to continue to grow? Something that's helped me a lot is like sound mm. in like, whether that's like talking to myself or whether that's music. Um, I always had like 
parents musicians and artists and so art and music has been something that's been an outlet for me um always <laughs> and um I think like talking to myself and learning how to be like my own best friend first mm. is something that's really helped is being like I versus for a long time I was like seeking um seeking like reassurance from outside sources whether that's parents or friends or family or anything like that but seeking that sense of like acceptance and approval and reassurance from outside sources which is inevitably something that you'll never be able to get you'll yeah. never be satisfied or satisfied it <laughs> you'll never be satisfied by outdoor influences mm. um and whether like it can be guidance but ultimately the biggest guidance is listening to yourself mm. that's the it doesn't matter what religion you are it doesn't matter like what kind of person you think you are what kind of friend you think you are what kind of anything like the second you start listening to yourself is when everything starts to change wow. and for me it was like it was hard it was really hard because um I felt like when I was younger too I've always been the person to very easily make friends and so that was never really a worry of mine um but just learning how to like sit with yourself not have any distractions and I guess that is a meditation in in and of itself but yeah, it can be, yeah. um you know learning learning how I'm trying to think of a, like a good way to word what I'm trying to say right now um Learning how to treat yourself as if you're another person sometimes is the easiest Whoa. way to get into that exercise. And we were talking about this the other day at brunch. Yeah. When I was like, sometimes when I do something that I, I'm very like hard on myself a lot. I have like very high expectations. And then if I can't make the high expectations, even if it's progress, I see it as failure. Sometimes. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like if you put your expectations here as a person... And, like, you're down here when you set that expectation. And then you get to here. That's still failure. Because you didn't meet the expectation. Wow. But it's like you completely ignore all the growth that you did in the in-between. Yeah. Before getting to that expectation. Wow. And so, um, learning how to be, like, just talk to yourself as if you are a little kid. <laughs> like, if it helps you to completely separate yourself from that part of you, then do that. And so... A, an exercise that I've done is like sit at a table by yourself at your home or go out to breakfast and sit across from a chair and like close your eyes for a minute and imagine that you're like inner child like imagine like the happiest picture that you have as a little kid like where you're smiling and you're just glowing and you're just like so like you as a little kid imagine that person sitting in the chair across from you wow. and as that person's in the chair across from you like all of the things that you're saying to yourself, all of the things you're thinking about yourself, if you, it's easier to start at home because it's harder to do it in public, but just talk out loud yeah. to yourself and say those things. Be like, you like, you got like a B on your math test, so you're stupid. Or like, you don't know, like you didn't go to the grocery store, you didn't do your laundry, you didn't do these things, so you're unproductive. Um, or like, you failed your school and so now you have to start over and now like, 
that makes that that means that like you don't care and yeah, that you're, like, a failure. you're a slacker all that stuff oh my gosh and just like sit there and just get it all out and then after that just imagine like oh i just said that to a little kid and just imagine like that little kid is crying now you just made that kid cry like you just made yourself cry. and now you're a bad person and now you're <laughs> And now you're a piece of garbage and need to evaluate your life. No. <laughs> um, but be like, you made that kid cry and feel that. Mm. Like, feel that mourning for yourself of being like, these are all the negative things that I'm saying about myself. And just sit and like, feel that mourning of being like, like that, like unkindness. Like, you're putting that into mm. yourself. Even if you're not saying it to another person, you're saying it to yourself. So it's like, that's all in there, you know? And it clogs up your system. It does. Um,. And so just being like, you know, like, I, like, forgive myself. Mm. You know, like, I forgive myself for not meeting those expectations. And I forgive myself for setting those expectations in the first place. You know? Um, That's really powerful. Yeah. The, and especially that it's coming up into my awareness right now. Because mm-hmm. especially as a creative, I get, I can come down really hard on myself when I'm not in a creative mode or if i'm not in a flow state constantly yeah and that's just not realistic it's not realistic and it's it discourages me from being as creative as i probably could be if i wasn't monitoring myself and so like to see you doing that and you're creative as well you have some beautiful art and you do some yeah you have some like really beautiful um (laughs) I remember you were, like, making uh, something. It was, like, Christmas. Yeah. You were, like, making something for your grand. Oh, yeah. I drew, I drew like, pencil drawings for my family for yeah. Christmas gifts. And you're, like, because they're not materialistic. You know, like, <laughs> you know, they're not materialistic and they enjoy what I give them. And I was, like, damn, like, that's family. I was, like, like, I don't know what to give them. I'm, like, my grandparents have everything. Grandparents have everything. They're, yeah. like, retired. They're, like, I don't need anything. Don't get me anything. Um, my parents are also, like, very much not materialistic. They're like, thanks, you got me something, but, like, didn't mean to. Yeah. Um, that's how my whole family is. But they're very much, like, appreciate the, like, actual, like, I put energy and work into this versus, like, I bought this at the store. Mm. (laughs) I think that uh, we as humans, we appreciate things that have, like, that, um, really personal energetic frequency of, like, this is, this reflects who I am, this reflects me. Mm-hmm. And here it is for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That's like with, with with reflections too. Noticing that everyone is a mirror for yourself. Everyone. Every single person ever. Mm. Especially the people that you're you like, don't. oh, that's disgusting. Especially the people that you don't like the most. Yeah. Those are the most mirror. Like that shows you the shadows of your ego. When you mm. look at a person and you're like, oh, I don't like them because they do this or because they talk too much or because um, they don't know how to do their hair or, like, some stupid stuff like that. Mm. It's like, well, that's all stuff that... That's your problem. That's not their problem. Like, they're just existing. I know. They're, like, they're literally just there and you're mad at them because they're there and because they look like that? Like, that. Like that's your own. that's your own problem. That's your own hurt little kid. That's like, well, I want that. I want that Barbie. I want that. And, like, you can't have it. That's for them. Yeah. You know? And then, like, another thing you used to tell me all the time is, like, you spot it, you got it. Oh, yeah. Which I, I have something to give you, but I forgot it. But I made a little drawing that has that on it. Oh, it's for cute. You. It's for you. Um, and, 
but just noticing that and being like, oh my gosh, I love this person because they're so empathetic and because mm. they really care about the people around them. And then my brain is like, funny that it. Because like, even yeah. the good mirrors are still mirrors. Yeah. Even the bad mirrors are still mirrors. Yeah. And the root of that is just like compassion. Mm. Ultimate compassion is like, that is the answer to so many problems. It's just like, if you're compassionate, then like, not to a fault, because I'm thinking I'm thinking of some some stuff, but it's like compassion isn't always martyring yourself. Yeah. And I use that word because that's what my like archetype is. Oh, the martyr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so compassion isn't always martyring yourself. It's still having those boundaries, but knowing like when you're getting too wrapped up in your own your own perception of what you're doing or what you're how you're existing the heart of the warrior is strong because it allows itself to be broken Mm -hmm. but wisdom i feel like the heart of compassion is community and being able to understand what's yours and what's not Mm -hmm. like like my friend's uh car broke down and she immediately like i'm the prayer warrior in her life and she always messages me and Mm -hmm. she's like hey my car broke down pray Mm -hmm. So I started praying, obviously, just right away, sending energy, love, compassion. And I was like, oh, I should go fix it. And I'm like, I'm not a mechanic. (laughs) Dude, that's so real, though, if you apply that to, like, emotional stuff, too. Right. It's like, if, like, if you, like, have, like, a friend or, like, a partner or something, and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, you are going through something that I have worked myself through, so, like, I can help you. And it's like, I'm not a therapist. Right. Like, that's not my job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I know how to do, there's some things that I can do. Yeah. Like, fix this, do that. This, yeah. But, like, that's what you need right now is, like, an open heart surgeon. Yeah, literally. And I am not open Yeah, heart. and I have, like, a Band-Aid, a pink Band-Aid. Yeah. I know what Aspen does to the blood, <laughs> yeah. but, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll, that'll do it. But... Um. Being in Santa Fe, too, if, like, I've been told a lot is, like, Santa Fe will either, like, scoop you in yep. and hold you there, or it'll push you out. Yeah. Have you been, have you felt the desire to leave right away? Uh, or are you, like, kind of feeling the other? I had the desire, so, okay, I, I just moved yesterday. I moved all my stuff to a new house. Oh, well, congrats. Thank you. Um, And it went pretty well. It went smooth. It was fine. Um, but... I, like, initially when I found out that I had to move, that they were selling their house, mm-hmm. they were, like, um, I was, like, there was this thought in my head where I was, like, oh, I can go back to Colorado. You're, like, there's my ticket. Yeah, I was, like, bye. I, like, I, like, I was, like, I did my healing journey. Bye. I can, like, go back and go back to my old friends and stuff like that. And then I realized, like, no. I that love For that. a reason. And if you go back, you're going to have to leave again for the same reason again. Wow. And it's like, it's just like that go, like that you want to go back because it's so comfortable. Mm -hmm. You're like, I know people here. I have roots here. I know what to do every day here. I know what I can do when I'm bored here. I know who to talk to when I need somebody here. Like, I want to go back. And then just realizing like, no, like you left for a reason. You felt that need to leave for a reason. You can't, you don't get to go back. You know what's over there. You don't get to go back. Mm -hmm. You go forward. And the forward, sometimes progress, like progress is not a linear line. It goes like this and then it goes back and then it like, it's like, but you have to go back in order to push forward, whatever. Yeah. 
But there was a minute there where I was like, I can go back, I can go live with my friend, I can do this whole thing. And then for like a week, I was thinking about that. And I started viewing Santa Fe a different way. Mm. And I fell in love with it at that point. Like not like not for like this whole time that I lived here, but at that point where I was thinking about leaving, I was like, no, I can't have this like attachment here now. And but it's more than attachment. It's like I'm looking around and I'm like, the trees look so magical today. And like I just start seeing those like little details. And I realize that I've been neglecting that like ability to love and to set roots here because I'm scared. And it's like that being scared of being vulnerable around new people. Mm. And it's it's ultimately like vulnerability is a big it's a big fear mongoler. Yeah. Of like but bravery isn't not being afraid. Bravery yeah. is being afraid and doing it anyways. Yep. <sighs> wow. And you're here, you're doing it. I'm, doing I'm so it. proud of you. I love you so much. We're out of time. We are. That's okay. But um, I will definitely, we'll, cons- we'll keep the conversation going. Yeah. And I'll put all your links in the description. I think you have an Instagram and a Facebook. Yeah. Do you want a Facebook listed? Mm-hmm. Or just Instagram? Facebook is okay. And Instagram Instagram is probably better. I'll just do the Instagram. I don't know. Just do whatever you want. It's I know people, I, uh, second person it's like something weird about Facebook. Yeah. There is, Facebook is supposed to be like more intimate, I think. Yeah. And that's where all of our grandpas and grandmas are. Yeah, literally. Like, <laughs> I said, I'm like, like ah. just grandma, just grandpa. Just like, grandma. that's it. Yeah. No, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I really connected with your story. I, this is the first time I'm hearing it for real, for real. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm sure that a lot of people are going to connect with your story as well. So thank you so much for being vulnerable yeah. and stepping in the ring and yeah. being brave. Well, that's the thing is like, um, it like it's scary to talk about stuff. What would you say to someone who was like, I'm too afraid to tell my story? You're too afraid to tell your story? Yeah, what would you say to them? I just like have like a little girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, wait, what would I say? Um... Okay, I'm, I'm too afraid to tell my story, and I'm, like, too scared. Um, it doesn't matter what they think. Like, it matters how it makes you feel. Hi. <laughs> it doesn't, like, it doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter what you're scared of, because talking it is physically getting that breath and that energy out. Out. Like, the more you talk about it, the easier it gets. Because the first time I tried telling somebody about this, tears. What? Tears. Tears. And just every single time you notice, like, like my, my, I still get tight in the chest and my, my, my words still crack, but I can get it out. Mm. And that's the important part. I love you so much. <laughs> you were incredible. Mm-hmm. From day one. Day one. Day one. I was like, that's soul family. <laughs> yeah, you told me that. Yeah. I remember when I got Reiki done after that whole incident, I was given a rose quartz and she blessed it and told me that it would help me find my soul family. And it was one of the first rocks that I brought to work and you were like, I love this. Yeah. And I was like, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> you spot it, you got it. Yes, sir. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Myra, one more time. And always. I just, I, I love you. I'll always dote on you. I'll always be the one who's like, that is my girl. That is, I love you so much. And um, 
Yeah, I'll keep in touch, and yeah. I'll let you get to work now. Deal. Bummer. Bummer. But, but it's we should good. do another one. Yeah, we'll do another one. We'll we can do... talk about mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you got to tell your story. Me too. That's thank so you. special. Thanks for giving me a vehicle. I wanted to thank you too personally, because I've noticed oh, that yeah. you've had a lot of women too. Yeah. Which I think is super important. Women like, and children at the center, bro. Bless you for mm-hmm. being that vehicle. Because there's a lot of like podcasts or stuff like that that people would be uncomfortable to share a story like that. And so it's like, thank you personally. Mm, you're welcome. For like making that vehicle happen. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Amen. I'm yeah. here for you, girl. That's my alarm.